Episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hello, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest tuning in from the UK, Jenny of Papper Saxton. Thank you for having me. Welcome on to the podcast. So let's kick things off with what we're all dying to know. What is the story behind your Instagram handle? Oh, yes. So um, I decided to go on Instagram. I think it might have been four years ago. Not quite sure. Um, I was told that you should have a handle that's not your name. Uh, I was also thinking, should I have like a company company name? Um I've been told that Swedish design is very well renowned across the globe. I thought if I had something Swedish, maybe I get a few extra points just from sounding <laughs> Swedish. I wanted to kind of get textures and things in there. And Papa Saxton means uh, paper, scissors, stone in Swedish. Oh. And it's got to different textures. I feel like paper is quite rough and dry and stones and soft and hard at the same time. And then you got the scissors, which is like the cold metal. I love that. That's much more thoughtful than <laughs> mine or Wendy's. Maybe Anna. I Anna think, has a good one. I think I've, I've gone more thoughtful <laughs> as I've gone along over the last four years, the more I've been asked about it. So maybe it gets deeper and deeper. <laughs> it, the story changes every time. What? Yeah. So you could be telling us those words mean anything in Swedish, and we would never know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when did you start quilting? Um, I think I've been quilting for. Um, it's definitely more than half my life. Not to give away too much, but um, I came to the UK. Uh, 20 years ago and I've been I've probably done about 10 quilts before I came here so it's 25 30 years I've been quilting I was like one when I started probably no <laughs> not quite but I've always been sewing the typical kind of making uh clothes for your barbies and sew my own clothes and 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 making quilts if someone had a baby or it was a poor parent's um birthday or something and you pushed a quilt on them I made a quilt for my mum uh, that I didn't finish for about 25 years so it was a quilt top for 25 years and she said oh you know how we painted and wallpaper that room to go with that quilt is there any chance <laughs> you could ever finish it and I looked at it and I just ha hated everything sorry mum hated everything with it it was peach and and it was just really 90s colours awful but I just had to finish it and um, yeah, I, I did finish it in the end, but awful, awful quilt. I'm I'm guessing the peach was your mum's idea. Oh no, it was the nineties. <laughs> and yeah. florals. Yeah, florals, horrible. Did you finish the quilt in time before they redid the room again? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't often redecorate, so I'm thankful for that. <laughs> did you teach yourself to quilt? You said you've been sewing for forever. Yeah, I've got a tendency to teach myself to do most things. 
Um, I'm not very good at following patterns. I'm better at telling people what to do than to listen to them. So I'm not very good at baking because you have to weigh things. You have to be accurate. And, um, and I'm not very good in school. I had to, um, I was marked down because I didn't follow the, the patterns and the teacher said, you just need to follow one pattern. So I know you can do it. And I kept changing it. So I was marked down for, for being too creative in uh, home, home tech class. It's, it's, it's just how school was then, wasn't it? Yeah. So I just, I just tried and failed and tried and failed. They're saying they're kind of two different kind of people, the ones that observe till they know exactly how to do it and then they do it right straight away. And then there's the people who jump in and fail and jump in and fail. And then by the 10th go, they go, oh, this is how to do it. And I'm definitely jump in first and then learn by by failing, definitely. Could you describe your quilting style to us? Okay, so I've realized that I might be a bit different to most traditional quilters, if that's not the understatement of That's the a day. fair statement. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that I identify myself more with graphic design than quilting. So I look at vintage posters or magazine covers or book covers from kind of mid-century, 50s, kind of thing and not so much art but more graphic design or block prints or lettering and that so posters and things like that and that's more where I where I find my stylist rather than in a quilt block or a repetition of a of a block to make a I don't know it's more the whole I look at the whole shape and then I figure out afterwards how to make that shape from quilt blocks if that makes any sense at all yeah (laughs) that totally makes sense sense. yeah (laughs) so it's safe to assume that a lot of your inspiration comes from mid-century modern and graphic designing and sort of really graphic sort of posters and bold shapes and colors yeah yeah I didn't I didn't know I didn't purposefully go that way it's just when I really got fired up about quilting was when I started making quilts like so I'd say the first one where I had that aha moment where I thought oh yeah I think I found me a bit was the paper round quilt and I explained it to someone I said you know the one the one I made the the curvy one (laughs) <laughs> and they were like yeah that's beautiful thanks I know what I mean. narrows so, it down but it's stripey in the middle and then you got the dr- triple drunkest path blocks uh on the and I'm showing you with my hands now we've <laughs> uh, got the drunkest path block on the sides combining that drips and the way it looks is a little bit like a stack of newspapers going out for the paper round so that was my again I've added kind of that creative language to it afterwards just to make it sound a bit more clever but (laughs) that's when I thought I'm I'm, I think I found my my style was when I made that quilt not just in the shapes but also in the the coloring um and how I because I used to be very safe it used to be very Swedish like two colors is too much almost unless they're very very matchy and then I started getting a bit braver and braver and then I realized if it clashes a bit that makes me excited so I just now don't match anything I feel like 
Uh, someone said, I think it was maybe, um, what's her name? Freddie Moran. I think she said, and I might have the wrong person for the quote, that there's no colour put together with red that would not be improved. So you put to get you put red with any color and it will improve it. And I'm feeling a bit like that with red and especially that light red, nearly orangey red. Uh, it just goes with with everything. So favorite color, favorite everything at the moment. It just goes with with everything. Is that a new is that a new discovery or something that you've kind of come to? Uh, yeah, what I've realized is that pe colors I don't like. I like them with red. So I don't I, I I wouldn't say I hate lilac, but I really don't <laughs> like lilac. I didn't used to like pastels much, so minty mm -hmm. green and things, but with that light red, it, they're great. When you design a quilt, do you have a color palette in mind? Or like if you're a dive in and go person, are you just kind of grabbing things as they come to you? It sometimes it's there straight away and I've got an idea but often I do a block and then I change it and I change it the colors that is uh, and I change it and then depending on what fabric I'm using depending on what company I'm using I'll change it to fit their colors so it's not it's not often decided beforehand it normally something that develops over time as I'm working on that design do you have a favorite type of curve to work with or are all curves all the time? <laughs> glorious. All curves are glorious. Uh, <laughs> I like, uh, at the moment, I've got the oval drunkard's path. So it's the normal drunkard's path elongated uh, times one and a half mm -hmm. one way. So it's it still goes together at the, at the short end with my normal drunkard's path regular round one uh, so I can combine them together and and you know I have a lot of fun playing with that shape together with the normal drunkard's path and on its own so would you say it was that quilt that you just told us about is that what sparked the love for curves and like your advocacy you love to encourage people to to try out the curves and go for it was it that quilt that did it for you I like how you say encourage. It's more like bullying people. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found a No. Have you found a friend? No. no. You should. No. Um, uh, it was, I was, I was sewing quilts. So I made quilts for like everyone in the family and, and other people who might not have wanted a quilt. Um, and I liked it and it made me feel nice and all of that when I was sewing quilts. But then I found some wooden toy blocks, and I can't remember the name of the maker now, but it's um, there were these blocks that you can, so it's just a quarter circle on a square block, and you can put them together and make different shapes. So there was a train, and there was a, a, a tree or something, and then there was a flower. And I've used that block in the sunflower quilt. So the, the sunflower block in its own is not my design, but then I designed a quilt with lots of these flowers to make uh, a new design. Uh, and when I sew that first curve for that, but I've been, I've been making clothes for many years, so it's not the first time I made a curve, but I really felt like this is intriguing. It's almost like, I was telling someone, it's almost like these uh, kind of Japanese wooden 
toy puzzles. So you have two pieces, you have to kind of find the way they go together and they interlock just in one specific way to solve the wooden puzzles, like 3D puzzle. And it felt a bit like that when I had to kind of figure out how the convex and concave go together. It wasn't just a straight curve and it was just using your brain in a in a different way. And I really enjoyed it. And then from there, it led on to the next. And I started then designing my own quilts with the Drunkest Path block. But they definitely changed. The first curve in the sunflower uh, was, the, was the turning curve. <laughs> was the turning point. And, uh, and then from there, designing my own quilts. So you mentioned that you, well, we say you encourage, you say you bully. Um, but one of your goals this year was to start online teaching. So how have you found bullying and encouraging students <laughs> via online? Yeah, so how, if, so, you know, you put, I don't know about you, but you put lots of goals, things you want to do, and then life happens and it doesn't materialize. Uh, you actually have to put some work in to, to make it happen. But I was going to Australia and uh, we were very much thinking, oh, is this a good idea? Because things have started kicking off with the coronavirus, but it wasn't, there was no travel restrictions, no recommendation not to travel. They just said, don't do any unnecessary travel. So uh, I went and then whilst I was there during the first, only like the first four days I was there, things really changed and family back home started saying, you need to get back <laughs> because there might not be any flights getting you back soon. So I had to um, cancel the three out of four. Well, they, they canceled some. I had to cancel one, three out of four gigs over there. So there was a lot of people going, you know, oh, that's a shame. We would have liked to to circus curves with you a lot of people have bought the templates in in advance i didn't bully all of them, <laughs> Some of them wanted to learn to sew curves um i uh, uh, said to them then that when i come back i'm going to do online teaching so that you can still sew curves with me from brisbane or um, sydney or melbourne or wherever you might be uh so when i got home and all the other gigs got cancelled for the rest of the year, I thought I might have to do something about this. So that little kick up the backside was what I needed uh, to to get it sorted. And as I said earlier, I'm kind of just do stuff. Uh, so um, I just put two classes on, three classes online, and then just went for it. And they're all things I've taught before so there's not completely new classes but I haven't taught them online and just to one person before so you had to then look at um a class that I was going to teach over one or two days how would I break that up so the thistles and cogs which is my modern times quilt um based on the modern times quilt is a day or a two-day class uh, and it was in uh, Grampians where I was um Grampians uh, textiles where I was in in Hall's Gap it was a four-day class so very different to teaching one person on Zoom so I divided up to six sessions all about 45 minutes so I'm thinking I'll teach something people can 
sew some blocks, come back, we do the next step. And it's been really fun, actually, and, and very interesting because you can adapt it then to the person you're with. If it's someone who wants to go really in depth into one block, you can do that. If someone goes, OK, I got that. I've done all of this before. I've done foundation paper piecing. I've done curves. I've, I've got your idea now. Okay, so I'll try not to use pins, <laughs> which is another thing I bully about people about. Just try it without pins. Just try it without pins. See what you think. Um, and uh, I just uh, kind of change the class as I go along, depending on the person I'm with, which is, is very interesting and not at all something I expected so much. To be that, I think that's the best bit with it that you can really tailor it to the person you're with. I don't think you want to see the number of pins I use when I oh. when I like sew curves. <laughs> I'll break you, Wendy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna convert you. <laughs> so it's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Ooh. Are you, Jenny? I'm I'm ready Re okay. as ready as I will ever be. <laughs> Fair enough, um, Anna. Why don't you kick us off? Okay. What is your favorite time of day to quilt? Uh, any time of day where I will get more than ten minutes without interruption. <laughs> do you wear shoes while sewing, and if so, do you wear socks or no socks? Uh, socks, and I'm also standing up since a few months back sewing, and I love it. Is it music, Netflix, or the sounds of silence while you so? Podcasts. Do you have a current favorite podcast? Uh, yeah, there's a Swedish one. Um, lovely and unsavory and, and fun. And I'm really? laughing when I listen to it. But anything, uh, it could be factual. It could be stories. Just anything, really. Um, art, artist stuff. There's... Um, uh what's her name the jealous curator does a podcast about just interviewing artists from all over the world i like that um yeah favorite snack while quilting i would say whilst quilting it's the only time when i don't eat <laughs> or snack <laughs> it keeps keeps me off the chocolate but that's the only time i'm off chocolate so I have a guess, but what is your favorite traditional block? Uh, could it be the Drunkard's Path? That was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Drunkard's Path for 500? What is your favorite color? Oh, yes. Um, it's red. <laughs> so it's not just any red. I'm very particular. It needs to be light, light red. And what color fabric do you use the most? Yes, it would be red. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who is your favorite fabric designer or what is the line of solids that you use? Um, solids, I've been using Kona um, uh, Inder Solids by me and you, uh, Kaufman, I think. I've been using, yeah, that's the, I would say that's the main two. Um, but I've actually used print lately. Ooh, what Which was that? Ruby Prince. Star. Ruby Star. No. <laughs> like, the Coleman and it's speckled. So, which is not very printed, but for me, it's crazy printed. <laughs> <laughs> You're living on the edge. <laughs> no, really pushing it this year. No. Yeah. What's the last fabric you bought? Probably some Kona solids. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what are your top three quilting notions? Oh, okay. The Drunkest Path templates. I have to say that, don't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, rotary cutter and Matt. Do we don't really count them, do we? They yeah, just rotary cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you go for things that's not your absolute must-have, I do use the Hera marker quite a bit for marking things i don't like marking pens much because i'm a bit scared of them that Mm. they won't go when i need them to to go i've got one quilt when it's cold outside it gets purple lines all over Mm. it (laughs) and i've got a really nice unpicker that i got from clover that's really nice big chunky handle what is your pressing preference open to the dark side whatever works open Yes. 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 Open, open, open. I really, I think with the obsession I've got about the finished look of the quilt top, if I was pressing to the side, I would spend about two months planning each seam, which way you would press so that your look looks the right way, which sits on top and all of that. So I think I would probably just go nuts planning with (laughs) the seams and picking the colour to suit that. So open, nice and flat. And also I used to do clothes. um, And the only time you press it to the side is when you want to accentuate. So like a dot or something otherwise you'll or hide it in in a waistband but otherwise all seams are open okay this one seems a little silly to ask but pick one hsts curves or strip piecing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um not half square triangles okay <laughs> no Fair enough uh, not triangles unless they've got a curve in so <laughs> strip piecing yeah yeah <laughs> If I have to, I did one with strips. It's the it's the log cabin, and I sneaked in a curve visual look of a curve in it. But <laughs> you know, curves, I get bored very quickly. Okay, machine or hand quilt? Machine. I do love hand hand sewing when I'm just doing it for for leisure. If I'm traveling or so, I'd really really enjoy hand quilting. But no machine. Definitely. Machine or hand bind? Uh, I sew it on with the machine and then I hand finish it on the back with with hand stitch. Yeah. Very close together stitches, which takes me absolutely ages to do, but they're perfectly spaced like one mil apart all the way around. So if anyone looks on the back side, they'll see some beautiful finish. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part of the quilting process? Um, that's a funny one. I was in class teaching and I was saying, we were cutting the curves and I was saying, oh, I like this bit. <laughs> and then I was sewing the curve and I was like, I really like this bit. <laughs> pressing the curve and I was like, oh, this is a nice, this, I like this bit. <laughs> I was saying, it's almost like you like all the bits of curves, but I would say sewing. If I had to pick one bit, sewing the curves okay. and the pressing and the cutting. <laughs> <laughs> What's one bad quilting habit that you wish you could give up? Yes, I've got a tendency to just grab any thread. And then because I'm very particular with the finish, as I said earlier, I will look at that bit where it's light fabric and maybe a slightly darker grey thread 
where I took like a medium gray and thought that would work for all of it. And I can see it shining through and that will bother me forever. Who is your quilty best friend? Oh, I've got so many nice ones. I met <laughs> I met two in Australia. One, Jean, um, who I've been uh, Instagram friends with for ages. Uh, she bought some of my templates and then she kept sending me pictures of the beautiful creations she made with them. She, she designed her own quilts. Uh, and I finally got to meet her in Hall's Gap. And, and then I met a new um, uh, quilter. She's new to curves and she's I'm, I bullied her. <laughs> I do, and she now loves curves. She says, just to keep me happy, I think. <laughs> uh, and that's Steffi and, and uh, lovely. But also here in, in England, London, we've got a group of people that meet when I go down there. Most of them were my students and now they're friends. So the cult yeah, of curves. Yeah, it's just it's just really nice. I couldn't pick I couldn't pick one. Uh, there's lots Fair of enough. lovely lovely ones. <laughs> and who is your quilty crush? Oh um <laughs> there is there is someone that I've just found recently uh on Instagram that I'm like intrigued that I get excited when I remember to go and and check her feed uh, and she's called uh, Carrie McQueen Green on Instagram and she does the most amazing curvy things that just make me drool and I just every time I realize she's got a couple of posts that I missed I get it's almost like the new series of Luther or something comes out (laughs) you know or you've missed you binge watched and then you missed two episodes you can watch two in one go it's that kind of yes how many quilts are in your whip pile right now oh gosh (laughs) what counts as a quilt if it's just a few blocks that's not yet what when does it become work in progress and when is it just like a a sample for a class. I don't um, know if we have time for this philosophical <laughs> discussion no. of what what is a quilt. <laughs> There's lots, lots um, and lots. There, uh, there are five on the top top of the pile that I want to finish soon-ish, but something <laughs> more fun. So I'm saying, um, I think finishing is overrated. I think just enjoying it is the most important thing. If you're not enjoying something do something else that's more fun the people who are saying but I have to finish this before I do the fun stuff it's like my mother-in-law when she says no I have to eat the stale bread first before I eat the new bread fresh." and I'm thinking but then that's gonna be oh sorry mother-in-law I love you just just do the fun eat the fresh bread first so the fun quilt first and then do the other one if you can be bothered later it's good advice very good advice (laughs) do you have any other hobbies no (laughs) who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and a quick word as to why okay so you got a a scottish ceramicist is that how you say it she would probably call herself something else but she's her name is francis priest and she's francis priest studio on instagram and then there is a quilted, I would say textile artist probably, um, 
and she's her uh she's it's actually says clothing brand on her instagram but it's um i would pronounce it degen but it's d e g e n on instagram and she makes some really cool quilts and socks and kitty jumpers and just you know some really fun stuff makes you laugh makes you feel good bright colors a bit clashy and then there's a photographer that i've just found and her name is sarah uh, doyle d-o-y-l-e and her instagram is sarah doyle photographer uh, and she does really cool photos um that could be just like a a chair next to a wall and the shadow and the colors it's just gorgeous and you just look at it and you're thinking oh that's a good inspiration for a quilt so we need to wrap up and we hope that you've enjoyed today's show if you'd like to contact any of us we can most easily be found on our instagram accounts i'm at broadcloth studio wendy i am the dot weekend quilter anna i'm at wax and wayne studio and jenny at Papa Saxton, and that's P A P P E R S A X S T E N. Or if you want to look up the spelling, you can come to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, we hope that you'll give us a five star rating, subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice, and tell your friends about us too. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.